Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is episode 13 on the Merry Biz podcast with the Frank Bod Girls. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. Today we are so freaking excited because we don't have one, not two, but we have the three founders of Frank Body and Willow and Blake. Welcome to Mary Biz, Bree, Erica and Jess. Hi. Hi. We're so super stoked to have you guys here and we know there's three of you so we're sure all your days were super different but we'd love to get a little insight into what your day today was like. As we know for entrepreneurs, days are all very different. Hey, sure. Well, this is our first week back after the Christmas break. And I guess for Brie, Jess and I, we haven't really left our boardroom. So it's <laughs> been one meeting after the other and getting our lunch brought in for us and coffees brought in for us because it's yeah. just honestly, send the next meeting in and the next and trying to do emails in between and work on some Willow clients. And you know what? That might just be like what it's like for the rest of the year, actually. <laughs> I don't wow. think we're going to get quieter. Oh, well, it sounds extremely busy. And so you did mention Willow and you also have another business, Frank Bod. So how are these two businesses intertwined and how did this all begin that three of you ended up building this empire together? So I guess we'll try and give you the Twitter version because there's quite a few stories that come into play. But Bree, Jess and I have been friends for almost 10 years now. So we met while we were all studying at university. We worked the same part-time job. We all had a love for writing and we were, I guess, quite obsessed with the internet. So we each had our own blog. Mm-hmm. I was writing about food. Bree was writing about fashion and lifestyle. And Jess was writing about music. And we had this sort of big dream that maybe one day we could have our own publication, particularly online, writing about those three things. We, after university, all went off and got our respective jobs. So Brie was working in editorial, Jess was in PR, and I was doing copywriting and social. And we were at those jobs for about like almost two years each Mm -hmm. before we probably got a little bit of an itch to start our own thing. We've learned so much from our bosses who had all started their own companies quite young. I think they set probably that example for us that if we really wanted to pursue our own job, we had to start quite early. So we were lucky enough at the same time that we won a competition to have a website built for us. And that was how we all started. 
So it was really fortunate for us because that, you know, normally represents quite a big cost for startups. Yeah. But even before we won that, we were quite prepared to save up and, and invest a bit of money. And I think that's something that's quite important for people to keep in consideration mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got to spend money to make money and, and think of these things as an investment, as an expense. So that was Willow. It started just as, I guess, as an editorial kind of platform where we were writing about people and their stories because we quickly realized that food, fashion and music were a bit overdone. Uh But there were stories to be told about the people involved with those three categories. And it got quite popular and we had a lot of feedback and interest in Willow and Blake. And from there, we sort of thought, could we turn this into a business and, and offer copywriting services because we had a lot of people who were interested in our writing and our style. Mm. Jess and I first kind of made the leap away from our jobs and, and started Will on Blake with one client out of our lounge room. And we were often like helping each other pay our different bills because we didn't have money at certain points in time. It was quite fun. Wow. <laughs> hard at times, but, you know, we learned a lot and that client list quickly grew and then Brie joined us a year later. And then fast forward, this is our fifth year of Willow and Blake mm-hmm. and there's seven of us in the team. Wow. Yeah, and we work with clients locally and internationally in the States and in the UK. It's been really great. I'll let one of the other girls talk about how Frank kind of <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we started Frank two and a half years ago and I guess as Eri mentioned briefly, so Will and Blake, we specialise in tone of voice development, web copy and social media strategies. So Mm -hmm. basically we were creating these brands and these social media strategies or marketing strategies for all these other brands and we wanted to see what we could do with our own product. Mm. So we didn't have any client expectations or client hesitations or plant budgets to contend with if we just had complete free reign. At the same time, my partner, Steve, and another one of our friends, Alex, were looking to, I guess, create their own product as well. And Steve actually owns a number of cafes in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. He had these ladies come into the shop one day and they asked him for the coffee grinds and they told him that it was a really great exfoliator. So Steve as well is quite entrepreneurial and business-minded and he thought that this could be a product that women might like and he told us and obviously as women we were immediately curious. We looked online and there was quite a few DIY recipes but there was no one packaging it up and marketing it in a clever way. So it really just all kind of came together at the right time that the boys could handle more of the logistics and we could handle more of the brand and marketing. So, yeah, again, we set about with just our own very small startup budget, mm-hmm. making the product ourselves by hand and really investing a lot of time into both the brand and the marketing and the creation of the product. Wow. So you guys were making the coffee scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. So we made it by hand for the first few months wow. before we quickly realized that in order to scale, we just couldn't. Yeah. And so we set about finding a local manufacturer. So we're really great that all our product is locally made in Melbourne. That That is amazing. You guys are epic. (laughs) (laughs) So in the first year that Frank Bod was launched, you guys went from zero to 350,000 followers on Instagram. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So how the heck did you do it? (laughs) We always tell people number one thing was time. It took a year. Uh And then I guess on top of that, a large part of our 
strategy, given that we had quite a small startup budget, was to utilize, I guess, the power of our customers. So mm. user-generated content. So with every purchase that went out, there was a flyer that basically encouraged people to come back to social media and take a photo of them covered in the coffee scrub, tagging in the relevant pages and hashtags. Awesome. Alongside that, actually just creating content and that was fresh and different to what people were seeing and a unique tone of voice was a really big part of our strategy. Mm-hmm. I think if you start seeing the same stuff over and over again, it becomes quite boring. Yeah. And engaging influencers as well. Mm-hmm. So at the time, there weren't that many brands really utilizing social media, particularly Instagram. So for us, we were one of the first people to actually come onto that platform and really try to, I guess, harness the power of influencers and bloggers. So yeah, it's, it's definitely changed a lot in the two and a half years that we've been on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we don't see that necessarily working as effectively as it did before, whether it's, yeah. I guess, due to saturation from brand perspective or whether the customers are just a little bit more cluey these days, we're still trying to work through that as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to ask you about that because as like we are on Instagram too, we've really noticed a huge shift in how people are acting on Instagram and like lo- even the, the amounts of likes they're giving and interaction and engagement. So yeah, we'd love to hear more on that topic if you have anything else to share. Yeah, the- like are you guys doing anything in particular to keep up with those changes? I think that it's just a very sort of natural sort of cyclical thing that happens. Yeah. I mean, we also Facebook kind of dip a little bit. Yeah. Instagram came along and it's only probably natural that that might happen again and another platform will come out or even how much, I guess, younger users are, are gravitating towards things like Snapchat or Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are on Snapchat now. We have created a Snapchat account, which we are dabbling in and we are awesome. hopefully focused on that this year and, and find the best way for us to use it. Yeah. So the thing really, there are so many platforms out there and it can be quite overwhelming mm-hmm. to businesses about what they should do and which platforms they should work on and we have always taken it that we want to nail one platform before moving on to the next that's a good way to approach it so as to not I guess have too much on your plate and to really focus on producing good content because at the end of the day that is what is the best thing your content has to be good for people to like it so it's constantly thinking of new things and and listening to your customers and what they like as opposed to just what you want for the business and the mm-hmm. brand, that's really important. Yeah, oh, that is some great tips. I think a lot of our listeners will really get a lot from that. So we love all your content you share on Instagram. And we know that recently you did, was giving back a shower cap sort of, I can't remember what it was for. Yeah, was well, it? we bought some scrub and we got a pink shower cap. And yes. if you took a selfie, then you gave a dollar to a charity. Was that right? Yeah, so that was our um, Get Dirty for Clean Water campaign. Yeah, so we love that you guys give back and we'd love you to just go into that and the reason why behind you, why you chose that charity. Yeah, of course. So we've been looking to do a charity campaign for a while. As we mentioned before, we're so lucky that we have such an engaged database of people who are Mm -hmm. posting all these selfies every day and we really wanted to channel all of that content they were creating into raising awareness for something, for a cause that we really believed in. It took us a while to find the right charity because obviously we have five founders and we all have different opinions and mm. a lot of different causes that we believed in. We ended up going with Charity Water, which is a great organization based out of New York that is focused on bringing water to developing countries and basically the people who need it most. What we liked about them was they're very transparent. If you go to their website, 
They've got a GPS tracking system so you can see exactly the region where the water is going and Mm -hmm. can be really assured that every single dollar you donate to them is actually going to the people who need it most. Awesome. I just love that. And and you mentioned as well just before, you know, working with five co-founders, like how do you decide who looks after what? I guess do you just like work towards people's like natural strength? Yes. Or (laughs) is there like, is it like quite delegated and structured in that, you know, Erica does this and Jess does this, et cetera? Yeah, we're definitely moving towards having a little bit more structure. Mm-hmm. Today, the three girls have looked after a lot of the brand and marketing and we actually like that we get to work together quite closely and we get to debate things and at each other's work. And I think ultimately that that is what makes Frank so special is that yeah. we all have input and so the final product has been looked at by you know three to five different sets of eyes. Yeah. Yeah, moving forward, we're looking at segregating our roles based on region, mm. so geographical region. Oh, okay. Just to make things a little bit more streamlined as we grow. Yeah, so you guys, so it started in Melbourne, and so now where have you expanded to? Where are you actually reaching now in terms of your product, where it's getting sent to? So it's all still sold exclusively online through our website. Mm-hmm com and we are selling to 141 countries. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're that's much exciting. more excited about it than we are now. <laughs> I know there are there are some little things we've been told. Like we've sold, there was a point where we sold our millionth scrub, and then we now sell, I think, a scrub every 40 seconds. Oh and my gosh! So we're kind of buried in our laptops, so we're like, okay, cool. Next thing that we have to do, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop and have a glass of champagne to celebrate those moments. Yeah. So is that, I mean, we, we've had so many interviews and this is one question that does come up a lot and it is about celebrating those wins. So how do you guys do that? Is it with champagne or is there something else that you like to do? We like whiskey too. <laughs> Some sort of alcoholic beverage. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Cake is always a winner in here as well. Definitely. So moving back to the brand of Frank, I mean, if anybody who's listening hasn't checked out the Frank Bod Instagram, go and do that because you'll love it. How did you guys come up with the cheeky character? So that was that was very early on. We had thrown around a few different names. The boys had quite a different idea of what they wanted the brand to be. Mm. We soon told them to listen to us. <laughs> That's our, our problem for the brand or what we would the solution that we were looking for was that the packaging that we were offering for the scrubs was that craft coffee bag. Mm-hmm. That was a postage solution so that it would fit in a mailbox and save us on shipping costs. Yeah. Awesome. So it kind of resulted in it looking quite simple and plain and, and people didn't really know what it was and there was still a lot of educating the customers in terms of what a coffee scrub was. We always wanted the, the branding to be quite simple as well. We didn't want it to be too over the top. The actual product itself, the coffee scrub, had five or so ingredients in it. So it was very simple and we knew that mm-hmm. we couldn't charge a fortune for it because you could almost source all those ingredients from the kitchen. Mm. You could make this at home. So we kind of had to be quite upfront and realistic with our customers this sort of thought was tied in with the fact that the rest of the beauty industry we felt was really disconnected from their audience, particularly on social, and they were talking from his company perspective or in quite a, a cold and disconnected way. And 
not actually speaking to women and, and young girls how they wanted to be spoken to. So our approach was to be upfront and direct and honest and frank. And everything rolled off from that. So this idea of let's be frank, uh-huh. the frank effect. So the, the terms of in terms of the guy, I guess, he sort of came out of the idea that it were, all the other beauty brands were talking from a company perspective and we mm, thought yeah. it was really fun to personify the product. And the voice is really, I guess, just the satirical voice inside Brie, Jess and my head. <laughs> we like to think that a babe can call another babe a babe and that you can poke fun at things and, and be flirtatious with each other. And we just didn't think that any other brand was doing that. So it was a chance for us to be quite risky and be playful and see how people would respond. And it was great. So many people have since replicated that tone of voice in how they interact with our customer service team and um, the social posts and the comments that we receive. So it's really resonated with it, which has been great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we we just fell in love with it. We we read through the feed. Well, I, like I think we first discovered it on like business website. Yeah, like, even Dan might have showed us the product and the and an article. Yeah, and we were just like, this is genius. You guys are branding geniuses, and like it's so likable. It's so lovable. And I think fun, and yes. that's what was missing. I think in the in the beauty industry, yeah. that level of fun. Thanks, <laughs> our pleasure. So you guys started with the coffee scrum, but I mean, just trawling through your website, your beautiful website, I must say. Very sexy website. (laughs) You now have this whole range of Frank products. So can you talk us through some of the new products as well as the product development phase? Like how did you decide on what was going to be next and how did you go about creating them? Yeah. So now we have 10 SKUs and I guess to be, to be Frank, (laughs) (laughs) A lot of our product development comes directly from our customers. As Erin mentioned, you know, we always wanted to be a brand that listened to their customers and spoke to them on a level that was personal. And, and as, as part of that, it means listening to what they say. Mm-hmm. So about a year ago, we sent out a survey to our database, just basically asking them what products they wanted us to create. And from that, we've been able to map out quite a detailed product release schedule. So our first foray away from the scrubs was our body balm, which is a beautiful oil-based moisturizer. So all of our products are coffee-based, naturally derived and made in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So the coffee doesn't necessarily look like coffee. Obviously our scrubs have the freshly roasted robusta coffee, which is easily identifiable. But in our creams, we use coffee seed oil. So mm-hmm. it still has that same benefits of caffeine that mm-hmm. stimulates blood flow and has antioxidants, but it doesn't, I guess, look like coffee. So yeah, after the scrubs came the body balm. And then after that, we released our face range, which is the creamy face cleanser, the creamy face scrub, and the everyday face moisturizer. Obviously, a lot of our customer base do use the scrub on your face, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. You can do that. But we wanted to create a face range that was a little bit more targeted and specifically developed for the skin on your face. Mm -hmm. So that's where the face range came from. And again, just a really simple three-step process. The brand is all about keeping things simple and us ourselves as busy women, we don't have time to do a 10-step regime every night. So three steps was enough for us. Next came our body cream, which is amazing. That's an all-over everyday body moisturizer. It smells like cake. Oh, yeah. I think I've got that one. Delicious. Delicious. It's so yummy. I want to eat it. (laughs) Our most recent product was our lip scrub and lip balm, which came out just before Christmas, which is awesome for prepping your pouch. So 
we've been a little bit obsessed with lip scrubs for a while, but we couldn't find any on the market that were the right consistency. Either they were too dry or they weren't gritty enough and they didn't actually get any of the dry skin off. So this one, again, it's got the roasted robusta coffee in it, but just a really fine grind, mm-hmm. raw sugar and ethically sourced beeswax. You just buff that all over your lips. And then we followed that with a lanolin-based lip balm. So in Australia, there's a lot of petroleum-based lip balms, which I guess have gained a lot of popularity, but we wanted to create a lanolin-based lip because it not only locks in the moisture, but it keeps your it keeps them moist. Yeah. Putting a seal over the top. Very important. Yeah. And then yeah, we've got a few more products. We we're just mapping out our product our 2016 product Ooh. release today, actually, which is very exciting. Are we allowed a sneak peek or not yet? Some things for your face. They'll have coffee in the <laughs> Yeah. Well, we cannot wait to see all those products and pop try up on them all out. Yes. So you mentioned before about being busy, and I can imagine with Willow and Frank and everything else, you guys are really busy. So how do you fit everything in? Like, what's your work-life balance like? For me personally, I know I have to make time for myself in the morning because mm-hmm. it's really, really easy once you get set into the workday for your afternoon and evening plans to just get swept away. So. Mm-hmm. Getting up a little bit earlier and taking a few hours to sort of have breakfast and do some form of exercise and actually just have a little bit of time to myself is what sets me up for a good day. That was Jess, by the way. <laughs> Love it. Yes, I find the same thing. And I think most people will go through different stages of trialing so many different types of routines, whether it's mornings or nights and different kinds of exercises. And at the moment, I find it it's working for me to get up quite earlier and do some exercise and have some downtime and do a little bit of work and and eat breakfast. And (laughs) I guess I'm realizing like the the kind of key things that I need in order for my day to go well. And Mm -hmm. when those things aren't in place, I generally have shit days and it's, you know, taken however many years to realize those patterns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess for me, it's just about really making the most of the time that I do have off. So um, I guess me and my partner, we have a no technology in the bedroom rule. So Love that means that. good rule. Yeah, no laptops, no phones. And when I'm at home, I'm not just, I try not to look at my phone or just spend hours scrolling through Instagram because I spend, you know, all day doing that. So yeah. really trying to get away from screens and get, get out into the world and go for walks or read a book rather than doing things that are related to work. And also reading um, non, sorry, yeah, reading fiction books rather than non-fiction books. Yeah, I love that. Phase of reading, yeah, development or, you know, books that were related to business rather Mm -hmm. than just enjoyment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely sparks that creativity of creating those pictures in your head, which is always so fun. I mean, you ladies have created amazing businesses and there must be some lessons that you've learned along the way. And we'd love to just know one or two of the biggest lessons you've learned that our listeners could could definitely benefit from. I think that you should choose your business partners carefully. Mm -hmm. We like each other, but that's probably important. And I always say to people that you should have had a fight with your business partners before you go into business with them because it's nice to know that you can get out of the other end. I like that. People argue. That's probably one of my tips. Mm Mm-hmm. Mine is my favourite saying, which I always get made fun of, is you have to risk it for the biscuit. (laughs) Especially important to remember, as you get bigger, it's really easy to stop taking risks. But Mm. one thing that startups 
have is that they have that ability to be nimble and to take risks and that I think is what really separates businesses. Like if you're a big business, it's a lot harder to take those risks because there's more to lose but that's probably when it's important to remember that startup philosophy and just, yeah, yeah risk it. Love oh, I it. love that. Risk it for the biscuit. Love it. <laughs> I'm remember she says that. that several times a week. It's really <laughs> I tell you, give me more money. You should risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> We're going to so put that on a quote and share that when we launch this. <laughs> Mine is probably to not try to be like anybody else mm. and not just from a branding and business perspective but from a really personal perspective. I think it's so easy to get caught up in trying to work in the same way that others do. If someone's really organised list maker, sometimes you feel pressure to work in the same way and mm-hmm. to completely different people and it's actually a much more healthier practice to do things in the way that are most suitable for you. Love it. Oh, some great business advice that I know everyone is going to absolutely love. So we are nearly out of time, but it has been so amazing having Brie, Erica and Jess on here from Frank Bod and Willow and Blake. So guys, I'd love you before we ask you our one last question to tell everyone where they can find you so they can learn more. <laughs> Please don't come to my house. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Online. On the interwebs. <laughs> Sorry, that was just what came to my head. <laughs> We're all going to come and stalk you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you can stalk us all on Instagram if you like. We're, I mean, the three of us come together under Willow and Blake on that Instagram. That channel has no strategy at all. It's literally what comes to our head we put on it. Otherwise, we have our personal Instagram feeds, which people can find just by searching out our names. They're pretty much straightforward and then just follow frank and make sure you also check out the frank feedback page because the products themselves actually have incredible benefits for various skin conditions so yeah we saw that and we'll link all that up in the show notes definitely because it really is an amazing product we use it we love it but we only found that feedback one a little while ago and we're like oh wow look at all these changes amazing Yeah, yeah we've never wanted to really be push it too hard it's sort of been on the sidelines where Frank's wanted to be a little bit more humble about the the effects but we've had such incredible feedback and before and after pictures from customers who use it for conditions like psoriasis and eczema and acne and cellulite and stretch marks so we kind of figured we have to let the world know definitely 100% okay so our one last question is what is the mantra that is sort of ruling your lives at the moment Brain stuffs it up. She already told you her. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, you have another one, Brain. You can have two. Ooh. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> well, for me, this is Erica speaking. I was trying to think because I've sort of had a few little quotes that have always sort of stuck around in my head. And then I settled on this one, which I put on my Facebook years ago, but I think it still resonates with a lot of stuff. And it is mm-hmm. nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm. That, that. life can throw a lot of shit at you but it's really your attitude towards it that that dictates how how you'll go love it that's really thanks Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> mine i read this quote by an author called george Lorimer about a year ago and it really stuck with me after just seeing so many people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, going through this struggle, I guess, climbing the career ladder. And Mm -hmm. it's nice to have money and the things that money can buy, but it's good to to check up once in a while and make sure you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. 
and I thought it was really nice and it really stuck with me. Amazing. I love it. So mine, I don't know who it's by, but I heard it on a podcast and it's basically if you're thinking about giving back, you've already taken too much. And I think that's a really important one to remember because if you ever get to that stage, it's why it's important to always be constantly giving back so you never get to that stage. Oh, you guys, you got like chills from all of those. <laughs> Seriously, thank you so much to all three of you for spending time with us on Merry Beers. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys share your story and we're so grateful for your time and so excited to see what you do next and to purchase the new products. <laughs> No worries. Thanks so much. Thanks. It's so nice to chat to you. What an inspiring bunch of hashtag girl bosses. Love it. Now, next week we have a very special guest on the show, the one and only Chris Ducker from Youpreneur, Tropical Think Tank, all those things. We get stuck into his business. And let us tell you, there are some epic aha moments waiting for you in that episode. Now, if you love hashtag Marybiz podcast, we would love you to share it with a friend because who knows who you might inspire next. <laughs>